Scott, have you seen The Man Who Knew Too Much? Which one? Well, that's right. It was a re- it was remade, and it has the rare distinction of being a movie where the director, Alfred Hitchcock, remade their own picture. So we're going to talk about that. But first, what's the deal with movie remakes? What do you think about them? You know, in general, I, I'm kind of cynical and, and uh, more downtrodden on uh, remakes, because it's like, why... When you, ha- when you have so many different great writers, uh, great source material in terms of all sorts of books and short stories uh, to be able to, tra- you know, put those on the big screen, why remake something that's already been done? Now, the example that you give, though, is Alfred Hitchcock. And Alfred Hitchcock was a great director, and he saw that, you know, he made the original one when he was still in Britain, and he made the second version when he was in Hollywood, and he expanded upon it, and it was bigger, it was in color, and uh, so that's that would be a reason why you would want to remake a film. But in general, it just seems like unless you know that you can make the film better, there's no point in a remake. Right. Uh, although there are I mean, there are points. Uh, I think you're right that I think sometimes Hollywood just is desperate for ideas. The, the gold in Hollywood is still a great story and a great screenplay. And sometimes these studios or, or production companies are like, what can we do? Well, it's just. Let's just do a movie version of the Flintstones. You know, stupid ideas because they're desperate to get something out and think they can make some money. But sometimes they update them in an interesting way. Um, and we're going to talk about remakes. Aren't we going to talk about some where we think one of us or both of us think that the remake is better than the original? Yeah, and that would be the indication why that would, be, that would go to what I was saying. If you can make it better, then make it better. Yeah. And the first one doesn't even have to be bad. You know, sometimes it's good and then they make an even better one. So The Man Who Knew Too Much, do you feel that the remake is a better film than the original? Oh, that's a really good question. I I think in some ways the original has a little more original energy to it. It was the film that really made Hitchcock uh, a kind of international star and, and eventually wrote his ticket to Hollywood. It was 1934, so it was even relatively early in his British career in the sound era. And the stories are the same. They have the same climax in the Royal Albert Hall with a symphony playing and the assassination that's going to take place when the cymbals crash. Um, even the same piece of music is played then. The difference is that, that um, the remake is big. I mean, the remake is a widescreen, technicolor, major A picture starring James Stewart and Doris Day. And, uh, and, and there are things that he could do technically that he didn't know when he was young. In fact, the famous quote that Hitchcock said to the, in, his, in his interviews with the French filmmaker Francois Truffaut, he said, let's say that the first version is the work of a talented amateur and the second version was made by a professional. But is it better? I don't know. I think they're both pretty good. Yeah, and then the, the uh, remake was also... Uh, that was during that period of time when he was just uh, churning out one great masterpiece after another. That uh, that fifties run of great movies, Vertigo, Rear Window, that's all in that same time period. And for the same studio, I was reading up on this a little. Uh, apparently, he had a five picture contract with Paramount, and out of that came Rear Window and Vertigo, two of his masterpieces, and a couple other films. And he had one more to make. And one version of the story says he just decided to remake this movie to fulfill the contract. You know, he showed it to a producer and said, do you think we could do this? But surely he must have had other reasons to take out of the the dozens of movies he'd made at this point to pick one and remake it. I think he just thought he could do more interesting things with it. 
one thing I noticed and we talked about, and let's talk about a bunch of them, um, is that a lot of them, a huge number of remakes, tend to be sci-fi and or horror films. Why is that? Well, maybe because of the evolution in terms of special effects. Uh-huh. Uh, maybe the way that uh, uh, the way that the films were uh, framed within the original time period. That now that because of other events, they they the directors and the writers and producers feel like we can update this and put this in a modern perspective. And one of my films that I looked at was The War of the Worlds. The first version that came out in 1953 was shortly after the end of World War II. And the 2005 remake that Steven Spielberg did was just a few years after the attacks on September 11, 2001. So, and both films are sort of framed within that sort of newsworthy, you know, aspect. Yeah. My favorite's the early one. I like that because it's just a classic sci-fi film from the 50s um and i'm i the other one of course is extremely well made and competent um but it's i don't think it has the energy of the original well you know i would have probably agreed with you a couple of weeks ago before i went and looked back at the uh, 1953 version uh which uh was groundbreaking it really was groundbreaking up until that point a lot of the invasion movies uh were kind of campy and this took it very seriously. It's very dark. Uh, there's a sense of dread in it. And um, it's not really about the characters. There's, it's not really about, it's not a personal film. Uh, whereas the, the remake is more emotional, it's family oriented, and it's all seen through the eyes of the, the main character, Tom Cruise, who's just trying to keep his children alive. Whereas in the original, uh, it was, you know, there a lot of effort looking at the futile military efforts, you know. Uh, there isn't an oblig- obligatory sort of romantic subplot in there that's unnecessary, but a lot of movies had that at the time. Um, I love both films, and I didn't realize how much I enjoyed the 2005 one uh, at the time until I looked back at it recently. Hmm. Maybe that's, I just like the old, the classic military trope of, you know, the whole U.S. military can't defeat these aliens from Mars, and, and, and I less am liking the star-driven Tom Cruise idea. They're both good movies. How about The Time Machine, as long as we're talking about H.G. Wells? Well, The Time Machine is a film, and I'm sure, you, you, uh, given our age, that we both grew up watching this over and over again on television. Yeah, the 1960 version with Rod Taylor and Yvette Mimieux. And directed by George Powell. Yeah, who's so it great... has really, really good special effects that are still fun to watch, even though they're not like the digital effects now. The 2002 version was has two directors, Simon Wells and Gore Verbinski. I think Verbinski only worked a, a little bit on it. Um, and between those two, I definitely would say that the 1960 is one that I enjoy way more. So we bred ourselves into castes, some to be our eyes and ears, some to be our muscles and sinews. Oh, you mean you're hunters? Yes. Bred to be predators. But bred also to be controlled, you see. My cast. Concentrated on expanding our cerebral abilities. Both films deviate from the book, the original H.D. Wells book. Uh, but the uh, 2002 one does it in a way that to me was just sort of pandering. And, and adding things just because maybe the producers thought we need to have this. We need to have this extra layer of violence. We need to have a, a central evil character, which is portrayed by Jeremy Irons as the Uber Morlock, you know, which right. wasn't necessary. With the, the, that was not a part of the original narrative and it wasn't part of 
the uh, 1960 movie. It's darker and more depressing. The original one is more fun. Although the remake does have the, stin- the distinction. It was directed by Simon Wells, as you mentioned, the gr- grandson of H.G. Wells. You know, I just learned something. I didn't realize yes. that. Yes. The other thing difference in, different from The Time Machine is that, and this, this kind of is, is similar to The War of the Worlds. Uh, in, in 1960, the world, the United States was really preoccupied with, with nuclear weapons and nuclear war and, and possible apocalypse, apocalyptic war happening. And that's really what the uh, character, uh, Rod Taylor, uh, sees as he goes into the future, that there was a, 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 some nuclear conflict that, that resulted in, in, you know, ruining the world for a period of time. Uh, whereas in the uh, 2002 one, it's more looking at a man-made ecological event. It's, it's because we overpopulated the moon uh, and, and we ruined the resources on planet Earth. Which so, gets back to your reason, what you, like you said before, the reason you remake science fiction is because contemporary science and technology point to different problems. And so you update it. How about some other ones? How about the fly? Have you ever heard of insect politics? Neither have I. Insects don't have politics. They're very brutal. No compassion. No compromise. We can't trust the insect. So growing up, I was one of those those you know fans of mo- of horror movies and monster movies i didn't really like the original fly for it's kind of cheesy and isn't that scary another one that, uh, that that's along the same lines is the thing the thing from another world where the scary alien is basically james arness wearing black clothes and running around in the shadows whereas both of those remakes are scary movies david uh, David Cronenberg's The Fly with Jeff Goldblum is really creepy, as most Cronenberg horror films are. And The Thing was done by the, the famous filmmaker John Carpenter, who made Halloween. So I lo- in both cases, I love the remakes. I would agree with you. I think The Thing, the John Carpenter thing in 1986 was wonderful. And uh, uh, it's one of my favorite movies of, the, of that period of time. Also, I was kind of surprised, although Cronenberg uh, was a, a favorite filmmaker of mine at the time. I was kind of disappointed that he was taking on The Fly, uh, which starred Jeff Goldblum. Well, it was his first it, film where he did, you know, uh, kind of work for hire for a studio instead of one of his you know, more independent. Okay, that explains it. That, yeah. But it's a, he does a great job. He makes it way more interesting than the original. Yeah. So also we have uh, the remakes like, Dear God, Why Did We re- Why Were These Films Remade? Yeah. And first and foremost for me would be like Psycho, another Hitchcock film, Stone Cold classic. Why remake it? Yeah, and and some of these ones that are like, why did they remake such a great, you know, unique film? I haven't even seen the remakes, and Psycho's an example. I've read about it, and it's almost universally hated. Um, and uh, so, yeah, what was the point? A few others that that are in that same category are The Shining. Someone actually remade that. Out of the past, one of the iconic uh, film noirs that we talked about in one of our earlier episodes, why would you remake that? Uh, There's the wonderful Mr. Deeds Goes to Town with uh, Gary Cooper and Gene Arthur. It was remade with Adam Sandler. Uh, There's others. You know, it's like, what's the point? Um, One thing we didn't talk about, and this isn't exactly remakes, but what about all these? There's some very interesting extended TV series now that are that are that come either from the same book or from a movie itself, something like Fargo. 
which is amazing. Category. I mean, the, the, the Coen brothers film is a stone cold masterpiece. Right. And then the, the, uh, the, the first, I, I think I've only seen the first three series. They're individual series that take place in the same region with different characters and they're brilliant. They're brilliantly done and they're very cinematic. They, they get, they're really well written and well directed and well cast. We have a couple others on our list that are kind of forgettable movies. The Handmaid's Tale was an okay movie, but it's obviously much more acclaimed as a series. People don't even remember that Buffy the Vampire Slayer was a movie. And Snowpiercer is interesting. It was was based on a graphic novel, 